and welcome in to another episode of the Esports Network podcast, presented, of course, by Esports Network. I'm your host, Mitch Dreams, and today we are talking the Overwatch World Cup. To do that, I'm joined by Mike Schwartz. He's known online as Roomba. He's an esports writer focused on Overwatch and Smite, and he's been covering the OWL since it began a few years ago. Mike, thanks for joining the podcast. Hey, I'm excited to be here, ready to talk some Overwatch. Me too. Should I call you Mike or Roomba? What do you What do you think? Um, I mean, probably Roomba, since that's what most people know me as. And Roomba, it shall be. <laughs> so right. we're talking Overwatch World Cup. If you don't know what that is, it's a sort of an amateur event that Blizzard holds at. It has all the OWL Pro, so I guess I shouldn't call it an amateur event, but it's separate from the actual Overwatch League. It's held at BlizzCon. It's coming up. Uh, what November first that it would start? Yeah, so they they've got prelims coming up here in in, uh, in a little bit, and then they've got the round robin stage, and then we'll have the uh, then we'll have the World Cup. Fantastic! So we're gonna talk a little bit about World Cups and country based esports events before we dive right into the Overwatch one, and then I'm gonna lean heavily on Roomba and his knowledge of the actual. You know, who are the best players from each country, that sort of stuff. Because that nitty-gritty Overwatch stuff I, is best left to an expert like him. Stop, you're making me blush. <laughs> That's my goal. <laughs> so, starting off, you know, World Cup... When you think about the World Cup, you usually think of soccer, right? And that's the biggest right. sporting event in the entire world. It's like the Olympics and the World Cup, one and two. And Absolutely. both of those are really country-based events. In esports, it's a little bit different. A lot of games have World Cups as sort of like a side deal, like Overwatch does, where it's like, hey, this is kind of cool, but ultimately the Overwatch League and the Overwatch League Championship is the main draw. Rocket League did something similar with League of Rockets holding a World Cup, but of course RLCS is what people care about. So it's a little bit different in in the esports world when you get to these country-based events. Yeah, it's the uh, that's kind of more seen as like uh, what you would view in traditional sports as an all-star game, right? You see, you see all these different pros coming in from other different teams to represent their their country or their league or what have you. That's how it's kind of seen. Um, I think this this year's uh, OWL is going to be a little bit different, though. Um, mostly because I mean, there's so much happening right now in free agency and those the roster apocalypse just taking over so i mean you can kind of it can in a way you can kind of see it as like a, a tryouts for for these guys that are free agents right now uh there's there's not a lot most of the guys uh that are participating either have teams in contenders league which is the the basically the minor leagues uh for for the owl or have owl teams already um yeah so that's because for a guy in the Contenders League right now who's trying to break in, this is maybe his one chance to go up against Sinatra yeah, or exactly. do something like that. And be like, yeah. hey, I can play with these top-level guys. This might be his only opportunity for the entire year. Yeah, uh, uh, to see to see on a on a on a big stage. Yeah, I mean, uh, Tier Two Overwatch is is still is still pretty big. I mean, hashtag support your your T Two Overwatch. Um, but it's it's important for these guys to 
they're going to be at the Blizzard Arena, right? They're going to be playing against world champions, and that's I think like they'll still obviously there's going to be scouts who are going to be looking at them at the during their T2 or T2 Overwatch stuff, but to play against the big guys, this is going to be this is going to be their shot. There's something different. It we see it in it's like if a if like a minor league baseball player came up and got a hit off of Garrett Cole in yeah. a postseason like atmosphere. Yeah. That would carry so much more weight than being really good against the other minor league players. Just because exactly. it's like, okay, yeah, they're on the big stage, which is what Overwatch League you need to be successful on the big stage with pressure. Yeah. And they can outduel somebody who's used to that stage. That to me, if I'm a scout, that says more than almost anything you can do in the contenders league besides dominate for like an entire season yeah i mean you uh you can think about it like a uh olympic baseball right uh like the usa olympic baseball team is rarely has mlb guys in it it's all going to be like guys who are just fresh out of college or who are struggling in the minor leagues but like they have the chance to play these professional like professionals from korea and from japan and from all these different top tier uh top tier leagues that they can say, look, I can do this on a big stage. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see uh, actual top level players in, in the baseball world and who would win. I don't... Uh, you know, they, they have that um, uh, World Baseball world baseball Classic every four years or so. Um, and like... Um, and that's... I mean, usually that's it's basically an all-star game for countries <laughs> uh, or an all-star tournament, basically. Uh, it's actually really fun. It's actually really, really fun to watch. They've been, I think this is, no, they just, they just had it a few years ago, like two years ago, I think. So we're right in that awkward middle phase. Interesting. I, I've heard of that, but I, I haven't really, yeah. I don't recall watching very much of it in my life. So that's, yeah. I guess in sports, we should point out that we mentioned how big the World Cup and the Olympics are, but even in a lot of sports, they don't really have, there's not always a country-based event that matters that much. Obviously, Olympics basketball is pretty, pretty right. huge. Uh, baseball is yeah. a world baseball classic. American football doesn't even exist because it's only one <laughs> country that even plays the, the sport. I don't know. With the with the XFL coming in, man, I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. I don't see anybody else. That game is I, – I think football is going to take a, a beautiful arc, and it is on its downward trend and – American football is going to be like a fringe I, I, sport. I agree years. with you. Yeah, I agree with you wholeheartedly on that. Anyways, though, back onto the uh, eSports World Cups. I think we should also mention the biggest event in eSports right now, which is, of course, League of Legends Worlds. And that is absolutely sort of a World Cup-ish atmosphere in just how it works. Teams aren't representing their country directly, but they still are right. like yeah <laughs> they, they don't have the the country tag on their team name basically. and they're not all from the country is the other yeah. Uh, yeah. important yeah. disclaimer but they are you know after all the na storylines like this is very clearly tied to a region on earth same with eu the lck versus the lpl right. which division is the best and so and then you have the all the younger ones, when you look at Riot's whole framework, uh, I saw they released a really cool infographic, and I can put that down in the description below and make a note of that, uh, which is like all the different teams in the 11 regional leagues they hold. And most of those don't even get an invite to Worlds. Like they have one in Japan and Turkey and Russia and uh, Mexico and Argentina. And it's just like they have 
all these different leagues around the world and the framework they've created around League of Legends esports is just absolutely insane. Yeah, I mean, Riot's got some serious hype right now, and I'm sure I'm sure we'll talk about it in later shows. But it's Riot is aiming for it to be that king of gaming. Yeah, I still haven't had anybody on to talk about the Riot announcement. I covered it in a two-part esports minute. If you're not listening right. to esports minute, but you're listening to this podcast, that's my daily news hit. It's about 90 seconds, Monday through Friday. I covered it in two parts. It took me like five minutes. Normally, a story is like 90 seconds. But I just had yeah. to go in the, I was like, okay, what is There's the tactical computer going to be? so much. <laughs> yeah. I need to do that on a podcast, though. So if you want to come back on, we can do that, like, next week. And I think I, what people, why people are so excited is not just that Riot makes a good game, but that esports structure. You'll notice yes. in all three of the three games they're targeting for esports, uh, the shooter, the card game, and uh, the fighting game. The fighting all game, three yes. of those esports scenes are kind of disjointed like csgo is has its whole thing developed but valve is ignoring them they sort of push them away and they focus on dota it's like all right if you're not going to support this you're not going to jack up the prize pools and create the franchise structure we're going to come in and do it for you same with the fbc like they're trying to take it out of third-party hands and take it in-house and it'll it'll be really interesting to see how that how that ends up yeah with the fgc especially like that's that's going to be really interesting to see how they work with that. Because I, I think I saw a tweet or something that is like, uh, if they compete in the uh, Riot's FGC, they're only exclusively allowed to participate in that fighting game, which is a, a pretty big deal. Because a lot of these guys play Tekken and Street Fighter and Dragon Ball Fighters and uh, Samurai Showdown. And like they play multiple games. So it'll be interesting to see how that all works out. But that's a podcast for another time, I'm sure. Yeah, that, that, we're definitely getting way too in the weeds here, but it's so interesting <laughs> to me. I, I their, agree. Their biggest, their biggest value is like they, no, they're not getting paid in those yeah. games. So if I was a fighting game player, I'd be like, yeah, sure, I'll be exclusive. Will you pay me a living wage? Like, yeah. I'm tired of balancing my bottom line with placements and travel. Like, I saw yeah. Zero hardly made any money last year. That was. Yeah. That's that's just that's that's ridiculous. The the top player in an esport deserves to be making a significant profit. Like, I agree wholeheartedly. I mean, look at Mike Trout. He's the best player in baseball. He's making four hundred million dollars over the next ten years. There but are very few things on this world point. where if you're the best person at them, somebody won't pay you money to do that. Yeah. That's 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 the crux of it. I, I don't know like what if you're the best at something you do. You deserve to be paid a lot of money to do that thing. <laughs> I agree wholeheartedly. All right, back to the Overwatch World Cup. We're going to talk about that for another podcast. I think that'd be fun. We'll bring Terrell on too. We'll do we'll do that oh, three-person yeah. podcast. That'd oh, be good. absolutely. That'd be good. Cool. I'll text him after this. All right. <laughs> so the Overwatch World Cup. What esport has the best country-based event? You can choose League of Legends Worlds. It is sort of country-based. Uh. You could choose the Overwatch World Cup. Which which esport do you think has the like coolest? And if if you say League of Legends World, hey, it's ultimately not a World Cup type event because the players aren't representing the country they're from. I think that's a respectable answer. So I'm just curious, what esport do you think has the best country based event? It might be Overwatch. It's it's I for for me. I mean, I'm a little more biased because I I've played Overwatch for a long time and I've covered it uh, for 
also a long time. I, I think I, I mean, we'll get into the crowdsourcing a little bit a little bit later um, with how teams qualified for the World Cup. But I think that was a, a cool aspect of it. But I also think it's a little bit problematic. But I think that they're trying to that Blizzard is trying to do something else uh, for. Uh, placements and that kind of thing. I think that really gives it a little bit of uh, extra bump up in terms of like quality of of the World Cup. Um, I mean, so like there's the FIFA, there's the FIFA World Cup, which is it's it's big. FIFA is huge. I don't think a lot of people realize FIFA how the e-sport. FIFA, FIFA the eSport. Yes, yes. FIFA the eSport uh, is it's a lot bigger than people realize. I think. Um, and I, there was that there was the Fortnite World Cup, but I mean, both of those being individual games, it's kind of hard to to put them as a World Cup. Like, yeah, they can be representing their country, which is cool. But I mean, when you think World Cup, you think more of a, more of a team sport. Maybe that's just my own bias of you know thirty years of growing up with World Cups being team sports. But uh, I'm with you there. I think like you know in golf or tennis, like in the individual sports, they they put a flag next to. Each player's name. It's like, hey, they're representing yeah, but, this country. But you're but you're rooting for Nadal, and you're not rooting for Spain, right? Exactly. That's that's just not how. And I think in the individual thing, I, I was rooting for some European players. Like I didn't feel a lot of intense, like, oh, an American. I really wanted an American to win this event. Like it's yeah, yeah. I mean, like back in the '90s, like Andy Roddick and Andre Agassi, right, for tennis. Like you weren't you weren't rooting for the USA to win. Like you wanted. Andy Roddick or you wanted Andre Agassi to win. That's true. Back back then for sure. I mean like Serena. I'll I'll root for Serena over every oh, single yeah. other player. I guess just because oh, the US doesn't really have any good tennis players, so I'm like whatever. She's a goddess. I do root for Serena and Tiger, whatever <laughs> So maybe I do have a little bit of national pride because we're both yeah. Americans. <laughs> That's true. There you go. Uh, Wait, but yeah, going going back going back, I think the 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 Overwatch World Cup I think has the best um, World Cup. I, I mean, obviously, League is probably going to pull more. Not probably. It will pour more viewers because that's like the culminating World Championships, right? So I think that'll prop that'll most likely pull more pull more viewers. But it'll. I think personally, I think Overwatch is a, a little bit more of a a better World Cup in that it's a World Cup. I think I think I'm with you right there. I, I would say that League of Legends has the best world event, but when you actually get to a World Cup, it, it's the whole representing uh, cities, yes, like like you that. are representing countries. You could have an NA team, but three of the players are South Korean. So it's like Yeah. <laughs> the San Francisco the San Francisco Shock, for instance. Exactly. Uh, and it overwatch that. Team, three guys on Team USA, three guys on South Korea. Yeah, so let that let's get into this Overwatch World Cup. It's uh the third year, fourth year there they've done it. Uh, fourth year, 2016, 2017, 2018, and now 2019. How has the event changed over the years from your perspective? Um, well, uh, we don't have to worry about visa issues anymore, which is great. Um, so I think it was 2017 or so, um, four Chinese players were, uh, didn't get their visas and they had to use subs, but, and there haven't been any issues there. I don't think there have been any issues since in terms of visas. So that's something that's, that's important because I mean, your starting roster can't get there and you're playing with backups esports as a whole seems to have some better work with visas that just doesn't seem to be as common of an issue as it used to hear it being 
I, yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, but, uh, going back to how it's changed, uh, this year they're, they're doing, uh, crowdsourcing to, they're not, uh, to see who can come to, uh, blizzard headquarters and play blizzcon so i think there were 47 ish teams 40 48 somewhere in the 40s um teams that qualified i mean uh, and so the top 10 teams that that got in are south korea canada china france uh the u.s uk australia sweden russia and finland and all those guys um their their rosters are pretty much most like Probably ninety percent of these guys are in the Overwatch League or have been at one point. A lot of these guys are actually free agents right now, um, but that goes back to roster apocalypse. But then, like you have teams like Ireland, which is a, a fan favorite. They had the most successful crowds, the crowdfunding uh, to get them to go to um, to get them go to BlizzCon and and do that. There, teams like Kuwait um, weren't able to weren't able to make it. Uh, they got. Hold on, let me pull up my. Let me pull up my spreadsheet here. Um, oh, an- another thing I, I do. Oh, he's prepared. <laughs> yeah. Love it when I. Um, love yes, it oh, absolutely. Um, let's see. Um, oh, another another big point that I do want that I want to touch on is Team Hong Kong. Um, yeah, I was going to ask you about that. So what's what's going on in that that situation? So I'm with the whole um, situation with Blitzchung and everything that's going that's happened with the free hong kong movement um the fire the fire dragons is the name of the um the hong kong world cup team they they released an official they released an official statement um but they said they talked to their players and they feel like that the chance to represent the hong kong spirit on a global stage is something too valuable to give up um and so they're so team hong kong is going to be at um at the world cup their their roster isn't isn't one of the strongest uh, it, it'll be if they get out of prelims it'll be the story um because let's see the um i think it's the top uh let's see 20 ish teams get out of um uh get out of the the prelims let's see uh, and onto the group stage, and then the group stage happens, and then the top three teams per group stage go on to the actual World Cup. Um, and right now, we don't have um, the Team UK community manager just sent out a tweet not too long ago saying um, full details aren't out yet on the prelims, but the matches will be streamed uh, some way or another. And they're they're going to be simultaneous streams because there's just too many <laughs> too many matches to do it back to back to back. Um, so that's so count on a lot of people to be watching Team Hong Kong um, because of just the whole Blizzard and um, Blitzchung and everything dealing with. Yeah, that. I definitely will be watching Hong Kong, especially because I know there's a lot of uh, BlizzCon attendees who are planning protests. At least that's been yes. very, you know, I'm very deep in the Hearthstone scene and for weeks on end and Blizzard has rolled back their punishment a little bit, which I think appeased some stuff, but yeah. we're going to be seeing quite a few Hong Kong protests or I support Blitzchung on like undershirts and stuff like that. I think it's, uh, it'll be interesting to see how Blizzard handles it. 
But yeah. when you have Team Hong Kong competing in the event at BlizzCon, that yeah. feels <laughs> with with protests already planned, something's mm-hmm. gonna happen. You know, that's... I, yeah. I feel like they they're. I mean, they've released all the jerseys and what they're gonna look like, and some of them look so cool. Um, that was part of that was part of the uh, the crowdsourcing was um, jersey team jersey sales went towards their fund for traveling and uh, room and board and all that fun stuff. Um, I gotta say, I'm, those jerseys. I'm looking at the Hong Kong uh, press release right now, and yeah. I love how they ended this one. So they're like, hey, we're going to be at the World Cup. We think it's important to represent Hong Kong on this stage. And then they end it with, as they say in Overwatch, the world could always use more heroes. Heroes, love that. <laughs> that's just that's that's great. That is a, that is a great press release. Like that, I, to end it with yeah. that is like wow, good, good job, whoever, whatever PR person wrote that one. And you know, I'm I'm excited to watch the Hong Kong Fire Dragons. It's a dope name. Also, I know, right? Fire Dragons. I know that that's that's so it's so cool. Um, yeah, I mean there are there are a lot of cool names actually um like let's see um ireland the celtic wolfhounds like <laughs> that's so cool to, that's so cool to me that's um, pretty cool that's pretty but cool. anyways uh i actually want to talk to you about some of the names yeah. but i want to ask you before because i'm not super familiar with overwatch bros is there anybody from hong kong who's on the team who um, is in the owl or in the contenders a name that you recognize let me, uh, let me look at the, the roster here real quick i don't think there are any there's anybody from um from the overwatch league um we'd probably have heard that story uh during the whole blitzchunk thing it would that somebody would have been like hey there's a hong kong overwatch player like what's what are his thoughts yes um i feel like yeah we probably would have we probably would have seen that but i also think that so the the fire dragon jerseys are they're probably going to be like I feel like on the back they'll have like free Hong Kong or something like or something like that. Um, but it'll be it'll definitely um, uh, be interesting to see how Blizzard how Blizzard handles that. Um, so I can't I can't find where their where their roster is. Um, okay, we'll keep an eye on it. It'll be interesting to see if especially if they succeed if somebody gets picked up. We could have another yeah. situation like that where it's like, hey, if yeah. Hong Kong, make, okay, we're now we're now we're pontificating here. But if Hong Kong yeah. makes some some sort of deep run in the in the thing, and then none of their players get picked up, then there's going to be another thing like, oh, you're not picking up Hong Kong players. It'll be sort of a Kaepernick situation like we have in the NFL right now, where you have a great quarterback who's but basically blackballed, and uh, that's that's way too far out in the future. I'm just. You know, if yeah. Hong Kong does make yeah. a deep run, that could then be a potential issue. Yeah, exactly. I mean, everybody loves an I mean, everybody loves an underdog story, right? Um, I mean, the, the the fan favorite going into this is Team Ireland, um, just because they've they had their crowdsourcing was huge and their jersey looks dope. It's got the it's got the uh, the flag the flag on the side. It just looks so good. Um, and let's see, their roster doesn't have anybody. Where are some other top mm-hmm. team names? The Celtic Wolfhounds, yes. Yeah, what, what do you think are some other the other top team name jersey combos? Oh man, ah, that's that's such a good that's such a good question. Um, let's see, I'm a big fan. 
Ah, uh, man, that's that's such a good that's such a good question. Uh, Seven Lions from Team UK is is pretty good. I like. I've I've also just I got I like lions. <laughs> so that's a. Uh, who doesn't? That's really? one for me. That's one. Yeah, let's be real here. Um, there not all the not all the teams have have team names so far, but um, gosh, the fire dragons is super cool. Um, there's so many. What's team Can? What's team Canada's name? I forgot. What's Americans? I, I don't think they've got you know? one. If they do, they the Americans. Mm-hmm. Nah, it's just team. It's just team. You. Yeah, the freedom. The freedom lovers. Um. Yeah, they're just they're just going with the hashtag we believe so much Team anymore. USA. Yeah, I mean it's been, I mean hashtag we believe. I know. I would that. Uh, it's so that's going to be the matchup to watch is um, USA versus South Korea because it's basically just going to be the shocks the the San Francisco shock scrims <laughs> they've got. Um, let's see, uh, architect. Uh, Choi Hoban, who won the uh, MVP for the the Worlds, um, for the World Championship, uh, and then Krusty the coach uh, is coaching South Korea, and then uh, USA has uh, Sleepy and Sinatra and Super and Moth, I think. So it's just gonna be watching. We're just gonna be watching scrims for for. So it's the Overwatch League. The, the playoff MVP versus the actual league MVP in Sinatra? Yes, that is that is correct. Um, and then, so South Korea has the rookie of the year in Hacksaw. Haskall. Hacksaw. I, I, anyways, uh, he played for the, he plays for the Titans. And he, while he didn't really have as big of an impact in the finals, um, it's always fun to see, the the doomfist matchup between Sinatra and and him uh so that was that was the main storyline going into going into the finals was Sinatra was the rookie of the year versus the MVP and because they both their god pools are are pretty are seeing their champion pools are uh, that's a, a smite thing coming out as god pools there so it's champion pools or hero pools are so similar that um it's it's fun to draw comparisons like when they're both playing Doomfist to see who can outplay who can outplay who and it's it's just incredibly exciting. I found the uh, the Hong Kong <laughs> roster. If oh, you want you? me to, yes. Please. Let me know if any of these names are recognized. On on Tank, they have Am Crazy and Step. Okay. Support, they have. Oh, I, I see what you're looking. Uh, I see what you're looking man, at. Mango Jai and Yawin. Mango Jai and Yawin. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, I don't think uh, none of these none of these guys are in the OWL. I think. Uh, I want to say there's a couple. I don't of, think so. And then damage. A couple of them in contenders. And, is Miku, Moon Blue, and Mui. Yeah. Um, and I might have butchered the I, name. That's, there, that's the thing with gamer Perfect. tags, man. We're always gonna we're always gonna butcher them. <laughs> like unless that's why that's why I chose a Roomba. Gamer tags. <laughs> <laughs> For real. That's like the biggest part of our job. <laughs> it's also like the hardest part of our job. Uh, it's so frustrating. Even like mm-hmm. I, I I hear announcers mess up like tough names, but then I'm like, you don't have to yeah. deal with Ooh, random yes. strings of syllables and X's and oh, actually the one silent, it's not representing a letter or the 
three that's uh i can't yeah, the three that's an e or yeah <laughs> it's yeah, so much that's... normally normally you know it but then when you read out like lists like that it's like maybe this also they yeah. they came from hong kong so they it came out of a different language and dialect that i did so maybe they say it completely differently than i am so i'm just like this is yeah. what i think it is yeah but then you got guys like choi Hoban, where his name is choi Hoban. And it's just really nice. <laughs> it's just, it's just yeah. their name. Much appreciated. I appreciate it. Like guys like Sinatra, I'm like, thank you. I know how to say yeah, like, Sinatra. I can say that. Yeah, there's two A's. In fact, most of the the uh, the shock team, Architect, yeah. Moth, it's like, okay, guys, I appreciate this. We can, <laughs> I can work with this Super right now. Super sleepy. Like, yeah, they've. <laughs> we like the shock. I'm, I'm, I was born in, I was born in San Francisco, so. I've I've got San Francisco sports in my blood. I'm actually I'm actually wearing my let's see I'm wearing my shock hat and my shock shirt right now actually. <laughs> That's dope. I think here's here's a here's a little tangent in terms of fandom. So there was a there's a huge sale on Blizzard. I think it was like a, after was it the Black Friday sale after the Black Friday deal. It's like Cyber oh, yeah, Monday, right? <laughs> and yeah, Blizzard had like Overwatch League shirts for seven dollars. Yeah. Or something like that. And so I got, yeah, I got, I got London Spitfire and I wanted Shanghai Dragons, but I got, they were sold out. So I got uh, Soul and sick. I love those shirts. And, but I got one for my girlfriend because she's from the Bay as well. And so I was like, oh, I'll get her a San Francisco Shock shirt. And so I got it for her and now she's a fan. And I saw that. I saw that moment of where the geo localized, uh, it creates because I love her, but she doesn't. She would never have picked an Overwatch yeah. team if they were like like Cloud Nine or Optic yeah. or like that's, that's just not. That's just not. That that wouldn't have wouldn't have happened. But it it gave her an immediate. She wanted to support you know esports like I'm in it, so it's like oh I'll be a fan of the San Francisco yes. Shock. That's I'm a fan of the San Francisco Giants. This is natural, yes. and in that moment I was like I see the geolocalized future. There it is. There it is. That's such an that's such an interesting topic because I mean esports generally lends itself to being to have fans being fans of players and not of teams, right? Um, it's like I mean it's it's a little bit the same in traditional sports too. Like I've I've always loved Mike Trout, but being a giant being a San Francisco Giants fan in 2002, they broke my heart. So like I have a hard time rooting for the Angels, but I love Mike Trout. So, but so there's a little bit, there's a little bit of that, but with generally with traditional sports, it's it's geo, it's more geo local as opposed uh, to esports, which I've noticed is more um, player player based. Like I know that, like if Sinatra, heaven forbid, Sinatra <laughs> did, didn't resign with the Shock when his contract's up, and he went and he went to to LA. Well, that's a bad example because San Francisco and LA, as I'm sure you know, not great. Like if you went to like Seoul or something, like I would be heartbroken, but I'd still root for the Shock. Yeah, uh, you want to, you want to, you want to like over the Pacific Division, like go to Paris, like get yeah. get out of our division, get out of <laughs> exactly. I don't, that I happened don't to me with uh, Albert Pujols. I'm a huge St. Louis Cardinals fan, oh, and so after ten years of rooting for Albert Pujols, he was finally getting a massive contract and he went to the angels and i was like honestly right. of all teams i'm okay with that one once every three years and <laughs> that'll be good yeah it's fine with me mm-hmm. all right roomba it is time 
for the easiest prediction you will ever have to make in your entire life. <laughs> All right. Who wins the Overwatch World Cup? You know, I think it's going to come down to who can take a map off of South Korea. So South Korea, they've they've gone 4-0 in two of the last three finals. They dropped one they dropped one game to Canada in 2017, I think. Um yeah. Uh, good job, Canada. Yeah, good job, Canada. Good job, you. Canada and XQC. I think it was the MVP that year, actually. Like a second place team had the MVP, which is what happens when you let fans choose. But <laughs> that's a story. That's a that's a different topic. Um, I think so. I the XQC saga in the Overwatch League was so crazy. I, I, I saw it just last week. Um, oh, what's her name? Uh, Astra or something. She's a she's a huge Overwatch fan. She's a writer as well, mm-hmm. and she retweeted somebody with like pain coming out of her eyes that said that XQC is the Overwatch League's uh, Kaepernick, <laughs> and it was just mm. it was just the grossest thing. <laughs> XQC was abrasive on stream yes. and was not professional in the league. That is not the it's same not as the protesting. Same. It's not the same as being quiet and taking a knee. <laughs> but anyway, I was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I saw that. I just cringed. I was like, oh, who thinks like this? Who, who says this? <laughs> who says things like this? <laughs> uh, anyways, <laughs> back, to, back to the predictions. I'm not going to be able to get that out of my head. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think South Korea and USA are going to be in the finals. Um, I think, so the, the talent gap uh, is South Korea is your S tier team, but I think a lot of other teams are right behind them in that A tier. So in, in years past, the the talent gap has been pretty significant for pretty much first for uh, second through eighth place. It's been it's been pretty obvious going into the World Cup who's going to place where. But I think now it's a, a the the talent gap is a little more narrow. I think South Korea is still at the top, and I think they're going to win. But I think it's going to be a little more hard fought than years past. Um, another point I want to touch on is the meta. I we we don't we as the public don't know what patch they're going to be playing on if it's the same patch as uh the the playoffs were on where we're pretty much just going to see Sigma, Orisa, Doomfist, uh Reaper, Moira and Lucio on both teams with like the occasional Bastion at, here and there. Um or if we're going to get uh, a newer patch and if that changes up uh, anything at all is i mean uh going into these prelims we if you're if you're gonna be watching the prelims which i do recommend we're probably not going to see teams give away their strategies like so we'll see a lot of like soldier 76 or mccree or uh reinhard you know we'll see a bunch of these like off meta picks so that the main teams don't give away any of their strategies which i think is the those are the more fun matches to watch for me because you can see the team like you can see them come up with their own different strategies rather than let the meta dictate what they're playing which i think is a a big problem for for overwatch is the meta dictates how the play i mean that's the definition of a meta right but I think yeah. I, I, I like it's, watching it's, it's meta I like watching meta shakeups. That's my like my favorite part of professional esports is watching meta shakeups. I like to see uh, people play those characters that I play. Yeah, because I like soldier and because I'm bad. I'm really bad. <laughs> but they will play the 
characters with really high skill ceilings because yeah. they're yeah i don't like, i don't let me touch, get the fake i don't Doom touch doomfist <laughs> doomfist is way too yeah he's everyone's like oh come on he's super easy you press three buttons and you get like i can't hit those three buttons so <laughs> i don't know what you want from me i'll just stick with junk rat where i can just shoot grenades out and do damage <laughs> For the first two years I played Overwatch, I played ninety percent of my games on Roadhog. <laughs> I love was Roadhog. He <laughs> was my first. He was my first golden gun that I got after after playing so many games of ranked. You get like those little purple diamonds that let you choose a golden gun. Roadhog was my first golden gun. <laughs> it was just satisfying to just bring them in yep. and then pop them. Yep. And then they started nerfing it, and I couldn't one shot. I was like, well, this is boring. <laughs> then I stopped playing Overwatch. <laughs> this is. <laughs> I can't one shot someone. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i can't i can't pull them in one shot them nope okay but there is no better feeling than getting a tracer like right like right before right before she phases or right after she phases there's no better there's no better feeling in overwatch <laughs> it is beautiful yes all right south korea is at the top why why is there such a big skill disparity between south korea and china so we're in worlds right now and there's this heated debate of hey who's better who, who has better players china or south korea it's really close yeah two korea teams advanced out of groups three chinese teams uh either one could win even an eu team could win in overwatch five of the players on team china are from the Chengdu hunters and I think they their coach, I think their coach finished too. under 500 and yeah. missed the playoffs so what, what, why is there such a huge, in, in your opinion, why do you think there's such a huge disparity between Overwatch and South Korea and Overwatch and China when they've been pretty lockstep in most of the games that are popular in the I country think, and what, I think uh, what players succeed in? I, they just, I, I, it's, it's, hard, it's hard to say. Uh, like, they could just like Overwatch more. Like, the, the general country likes Overwatch more and it attracts more players. Um, uh, rather other than like that's it's a it's a hard it's a hard thing to quantify right um but i think uh it's it's just natural talent right it's it's hard to it's hard to put anything else on it like you just you found the right players and they happen to be south korean or they happen to be what have you like i think it's i i don't know that's it's that's a good question Interesting. Yeah. So it's, I mean, that basically just the South Korea on top by far, there's nobody else who can touch them. You don't think USA has some sort of outside chance? The shock just were, I think, I think I th maybe, maybe not. I, I think USA has a, a pretty decent chance. To, I mean, I think they'll, I think they'll end up in the finals. Um, Why don't you think they can take down South Korea? What's the what what's stopping them <laughs> from as a team taking down South Korea? The support, the tanks. Honestly, man. Uh, so South Korea has Mano and Choyobin, uh, and then uh, USA has uh, what are they? Uh, Super and um, who is? Um, hold on. Let me let me pull up my spreadsheet again. <laughs> Uh, let's see. So super from the from the shock, obviously. Um, and Team USA. Dance, I know, dance. I know. I'm so sorry. 
My spreadsheet was too big. <laughs> okay. Um, so, uh, Muma and uh, Muma Space uh, Fact Fiction uh, and Space are uh, they're going to be the they're going to be the tanks and uh, so it it'll probably be Muma and Super who are going to be the the main two. Uh, Muma being the main tank and Super being the off tank. Um, I th- I think they're. I mean, there's a reason that Super was on the bench and and Joy Open was not uh, for the finals. I mean, uh, Super Super is very talented. His Reinhardt is second to none. He's the, one of the best Reinhards out there. But again, it comes back it comes back to the meta, right? Uh, Joy Open's. If they do hit with the new meta, though, you could see possibly hey. You're, first yeah, of all, I know you could see Reinhardt make a comeback, and Choi Hoban's Reinhardt is not as good as Super's. Or at least meta strategy is uh, not being super figured out. I mean, it's we're nine days away from when the competition starts, and so if you don't know it now, yes. it's not going to be a refined meta by any means. If it is a different one, yes, yeah. If it's if we're still on the patch where that they played uh, most that they played the, the playoffs on, it'll be pretty. It'll be pretty set. I hope uh, they change it. Uh, why? Why not change it? I know. Me too. I real. I real. Uh, I mean, if there's bugs, I mean, I think it's still in the P. I think it was still in the PTR last I checked. Uh, the the public test realm, the the beta site, basically. Um, but like, I mean, if if we do see a meta shakeup, Muma's uh, Winston is insane. Uh, and and like I said, Reinhardt's Reinhardt's or excuse me, Super's Reinhardt <laughs> Reinhardt Super uh, Super's Reinhardt is is second to none. Uh, in fact, in fi- yeah, that's another that's another one. Fact and fiction, um, the FCT FCTN. Uh, that's another going back to gamer tags. Um, and uh, space is going to be the he's he's still good. That's there's there's no denying that space is good. Uh, space isn't good. Um, but I think that he'll be, he'll be sitting on, he'll be sitting on the bench. Um, unless they pull some, some, again, some cheeky meta swap, meta shaking up plays. Um, but I think it comes down to those tanks, like the, they, they'll set the pace, uh, and they'll, I think they'll just walk over him, not walk over him. I shouldn't say that. I think, I think it's going to be four, two. Uh, in favor of South in favor of South Korea over USA, which is still farther than anyone else has gotten against South four Korea. Four two sounds uh, pretty good. Yeah, I'd I'd take I'd take a four two. Well, I'll be I'll be rooting for America. It's the only time I can find pride in my country anymore is in sporting events. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel you on that one. I feel you on that one. <laughs> uh, final thing I want to ask you about: XQC is competing for Canada again. That's gonna be interesting, right? Yes. What's the what's the storyline around XQC? <sighs> what isn't the story? Valid <laughs> point. At least the Kaepernick um, of the Overwatch League, I'm uh, scared. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I so it's he's very good. He is if we're looking at this from a gameplay perspective, XQC is a very good player. Um, personal feelings towards him aside. I think he can he can make an impact on a game. He can't carry. I don't think he's quite good enough to put the rest of Canada on his back and carry. But I think I think they can make some noise. I don't think they're. I, I they'll get out they'll get out of 
placements. I think they'll they'll definitely they'll definitely get out of the round robin. Um, uh, they might have a buy. So the top five teams the top five teams get buys. Um, and I think they got I think they got a shot at getting at getting a buy. But speaking from a like a, a gameplay perspective, uh, he can he's good, but he can't carry games. And I mean the rest of Canada does have a, a pretty decent roster. Like uh, let's see who else is going to be playing for Canada. Um, excuse me, it's, agilities agilities is and sure for are both very very good are both very very good at killing people. <laughs> um, but I, I don't think they can stand up to like Architect and Sinatra and like all those other, all those other guys. I mean soon uh, he's soon for uh, Team France. Excuse me, I jumped ahead of myself a little bit. Uh, soon for Team France is also really good. I think Team France has a chance to. I think I think they'll end up getting a buy, um, which might be a little bit of, of a surprise. But I don't think okay. that I don't think that's too far of a stretch to say that that France will France will get out with a, a placement or of round robin with a buy um yeah awesome awesome so that's the, i think that's some good notes on who to watch out for overwatch world cup coming up in uh not this weekend but the one after it at blizzcon gonna be a huge event south korea is probably gonna win usa is their best competition uh watch the hong kong fire dragons for one adult team name and two for potential uh, political controversy at BlizzCon. Watch XQC because he's going to say or do something probably really <laughs> stupid. And, <laughs> and watch the Irish team because they seem like a fan favorite. So there's your there's your what to take away from this when the Overwatch World Cup is on. Watch the prelim games too because that'll be really interesting to see how people play from you know all these different countries. Singapore, South Africa, uh, Norway, the Netherlands, Japan, Kuwait, Malaysia. It's going to be really interesting to see, you know, what different play styles come out of different regions in the world. Will they all fall in the meta or will there not even be a meta? We have no idea. It's going to be a wild west and it's going to be a, a platform for some player to vault an Overwatch League career. There's there's going to be a Overwatch League player next year who first appears on the on the main stage at this event next weekend. I think that's, I a, so. that's a safe thing to say. I, I, I mean, like I said before, everyone loves an underdog story, and if we see someone just come out and just tear it tear it up, I'd, I'd love to see I'd love to see some new blood. I I want anybody anybody who comes to this stage and has success against <coughs> excuse me. Anybody who has uh, comes to this stage and has success against the top flight, I want them right now because once they go back to their regional league if they if they have a like hey he's one of the best in this region and also they they've shown that they can at least mix it up with some of the best i'm bringing that person in for a tryout if i have some weak points on my team or at least onto a contenders team yes uh for now i think that's a great idea if you're a if you're a talent scout so people are definitely going to be watching and with a meta shakeup who knows somebody some team might come out with a totally new comp that is just people who aren't expecting and it'll be uh something that sets up the stage one meta if it if that's uh if that's how we end up doing it awesome i'm joined by mike roomba schwartz you could find his writing uh most of the places that cover overwatch i'd say he's on esports network of course 
He's a great guest. He's going to be back on again soon to talk about the Riot Games big announcement, the biggest announcement in esports history. I'm going to, I'm going to say that's a that's a thing. I mean, you have. Oh uh, yeah, I think that's fair. You have a. Yeah, no, I I agree. It's it's a lot of games, a lot of content, and a lot of yeah. You take a you take a developer that has built the biggest esport in the world, but focused only on one esport for ten years, and then they're like, "Hey, we're actually just going to become Blizzard, and we're going to do everything. We're going to have a card game, yeah. a shooter. Like Blizzard doesn't even. I guess they have Call of Duty through Activision, but they had to like acquire a different company. Brian's just like, ah, we're doing it all. We're going to do every single thing." I think it's the biggest announcement in esports history. So I'm going to bring on Roomba. We're going to bring on Terrell, who's a mutual friend of ours. And we are just going to go in-depth on all their games, their announcement, their anime series, whatever we want to talk about. It's going to be fun. I forgot about the anime series. That's right. (laughs) That's going to be exciting. Thank you. For now, thank you for joining me, Roomba. Hope you enjoyed this Esports Network podcast. Have some other great guests coming up for you later this week, including... Uh, some esports business deals with uh, Twitch's head of sponsorships. Recording that one tomorrow and looking forward to sharing that one with all of our listeners. I'm Mitch Reams. This was the Esports Network podcast. Thanks for listening.